Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, podcasting and broadcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is The Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more the name of the episode today, memorable or mundane, or maybe something in between, or something on the far extreme of mundane, like downright rude, or whatever the case may be. After a almost 2,500-mile odyssey up to Minnesota and back, I thought it would be a great time to talk about, A, the season that we're going into, which I think is vitally important for any brand, a financial brand or otherwise. But I had the ability to, and I think about this because I talk about this, you know, really evaluate the, the service, what service is like when you go out on the road and you're traveling and you're going to places that are there or in quotations in some, occasion, uh, uh, some instances, hospitality or enjoyment or relaxation or fine dining, whatever the case may be. What are people getting when they come to your brand, when the curtain goes up on your live performance? Are the people that you have hired to be in your band that represents your brand, that compels the loyalty of your audience, of customers, members, and clients, and potential customers, members, and clients. Where are they on that spectrum? Are they memorable? Are they mundane? Um, I'm going to tell you today about the, uh, the person that just stood out to me at an unlikely places at an unlikely moment and why I thought uh, this person did such an exceptional job. But first, I want to talk about it in the context of music. If you've never been in a, a band, and I don't mean it has to be a gig band or a rock band, maybe just even a school band or the church choir, there are basic things that you have to be able to to do. Just as there are basic things you have to do if you work for a large bank or a community bank or a credit union, hiring for technical skills is actually pretty easy. Most sentient human beings can learn your deposit operations. They can learn how to transfer funds. They, they will understand your core data processing system. The tricky thing, I think, is finding people who will continue to be who they were in the interview with all the effervescence and the smiles and the, the, the intentionally engaging people with their demeanor. Um, and you think, oh, this is great. This person is going to be great. And, of course, three or four months later, maybe they're not that same person. Or as we all have a tendency, you know, uh, couples get in arguments, cars break down, um, kids spring things on you at the last second that mess up your morning. And sometimes we bring those 
disappointments or frustrations to work with us. That's just it's human. I'm not the only thing you should ever fire somebody over first time. Obviously, is theft if you're working at a financial brand. But I, but I'm but I'm always but I'm always um, time and talk and bullet points and PowerPoint hours have been whittled away in the banking marketplace on dealing with less than effective employees. Remember, the best thing you can do with an employee who is no longer doing the basics that are required to be in the band that represents your brand is to let them go, and then hopefully they get a job at one of your competitors. One one client I had a couple years back, GTE Financial, out in Tampa, were famous for hiring people out of anything but banking Brands. We had great branch managers there that had, had been in careers that had nothing in common with banking, uh, but they were able to learn the, the, you know, the, the data processing system and, and the basic things that they needed, but we were hiring 100% on personality, and it's pretty obvious. There are some places where they just, it's just obviously not, not that big a deal. I mean, I've, the, the gamut from New Braunfels to Minneapolis and back again, uh, a pretty fair representation of, you name it, fast food restaurants, fine dining, um, very nice accommodations in terms of hotels and things like that. And so I want to talk about that and ask you, um, how do you feel about the people coming into your, your branch Today, uh, some credit unions and banks will still see hundreds and hundreds of people as we're recording on the 30th of November on Friday. And at the very end, I'm going to tell you why it's so incredibly important, especially this time of year. You should actually you should never say you should be at your best a certain time. You should always be at your best. If you if you embrace this concept of a performance culture where your people are putting on a performance that provides an experience that is memorable. That should happen all the time, uh, but especially this time of year uh, because you are seeing people that maybe you don't see, and people are talking in social settings that they don't have at other times of the year. And, and by evidence, you know, I, I go on vacation um, the, the week of Thanksgiving, and so here I'm talking about some of the things that I saw, both the good and the bad, both the memorable and the mundane and the purely Forgettable, And so we're going to talk about that, and we'll do it all right after this. It's not a webinar. It's not a white paper. It's not a PowerPoint presentation. This is the power of performance. Not my birthday. I, I had to play that uh, Maroon 5 bump. I was at Open Gym last night, and the guy was saving the ball from going out of bounds and threw it back and happened to hit me uh, a little below the belt. And I always do that. I sing that high-pitched song when, when something like that happens. Uh, the guys get a good laugh out of that. And then one other thing. Uh, someone, um, I'm not going to say who, uh, LinkedIn messaging saying, why do you always have to say your podcast is the best? So... In the spirit of that, I will offer $100 to anybody who can show me proof that they have advertised their brand this way. We're one of the best banks in town. We're the third best credit union in the San Fernando Valley. Come do business with us 
even though there are far better options for you and your family's finances. Why do I say it's the best? Because I believe it. All right? I'm not aspiring to anything else. And clearly, neither are a lot of um, human resource directors or managers or people hiring people in the quote-unquote hospitality business because memorable or mundane, I can tell you that were I to uh, you know, look at that as an arithmetic equation, the mundane was in everywhere, in every way, the most common thing I encountered on my um, my journey up to Minnesota and back. And I and I thought about it in this context. I even took some notes so I wouldn't forget things. All right. If you're in a band, let's just say you're in a church choir, a band, whatever the case may be, there are some basic things that you have to do. If you want to perform in front of an audience, if you sing, you have to be able to sing in tune. If you play the guitar, you have to be able to play a melody. If you're the drummer, you have to keep the tempo and the rhythm, and you have to know your part. If you're in the choir and you're, uh, and you're singing in the tenor or the soprano section, you have to be able to read notes in what is called the treble clef. If you're singing bass, you have to be able to read notes in the bass clef. These are just basic things. I believe that if you are in an audience-facing position at your brand, we used to call it an elevator speech, you, ha- you have less than a minute to be either memorable or mundane. These four things that have to happen when you interact with somebody for the first time or for the next time or again and again and again. It is, this is who I am. I'm Jason Dias. I host the Power Performance Podcast. The second thing, the empathy statement, this is what I know about you. I know you have lots of training videos and blogs and things that you can read and listen to and watch online. Then the benefit statement, third, Why should you listen? Because in 10 to 15 minutes a week, we'll provide you thoughtful, relevant information that can be applied to any brand in an entertaining format. And then fourth and finally, what's the plan? You can listen live at noon Eastern Standard Time or anytime after, and you can hear all of our shows in the archive. I think that was done in less than 30 seconds. Depending on the, the, how many floors you had, he's called an elevator speech, and I'd be at the La Quinta, and I'd be on the second floor in 10 seconds. It's kind of hard to get that in there, but that's about the time frame. Again, remember, the marketplace tempo has gone from you know, 120 beats per minute to cut time, 60 beats per minute, very, very fast, very, very fast tempo. We were all busy, and yet I was amazed at how much – human, person-to-person interaction this trip afforded me by way of setting up this program today. And I want you, if you're in a senior leadership position, to keep asking yourself, if I'd stopped by your brand, would I have seen a majority of mundane or a majority of memorable? Now, Look, when you walk into the McDonald's um, in Hillsboro, Texas at 6.30 in the morning, I don't know that you really expect much. All right? It's pretty clear that McDonald's has, has figured out that people don't really care about who's serving the you know, Egg McMuffins and stuff like that, and that's just fine. I get that, but your banking brand is not a McDonald's. When you look at your fingers and you start start listing the things that are important to you, your faith, your family, before you run out of fingers, you're going to get 
to your finances, and it shouldn't be mundane. And, of course, the, the trip up was a lot of that. Restaurants, uh, the occasional stop at a, a gas station, and these are just very quick transactional things, and there's really no need to think that those things are going to be um, exceedingly memorable. Um, rolled into uh, the hotel for the first night. La Quinta, just mentioned La Quinta, one of my favorite hotel brands. And um, you know, again, I don't know what you're expecting when you're rolling at you know, 9 o'clock at night, uh, but again, pretty mundane. The person tore himself away from his Facebook page on his, uh, on his phone to to hand me a key and, and show me where to park and stuff like that, whatever. I was tired, wasn't really thinking about it. However, the next day where I got to the Mystic Lake Resort and Casino, um, which represented the, the overwhelming majority of the money that I would spend on this trip, on the hotel. I'm not a big gambler. If I want to gamble, I'll just you know put money in the stock market. Um, but, you know, this is I'm not going to talk about numbers, but it's a lot of money for a person like me who's not a millionaire to spend for a week of vacation in two rooms and all this stuff. I, I, honestly, bring on the robots when it comes to checking people in at a hotel because a robot, a prototype robot, um, that's – Tennis racket standing over in the corner here in my tastefully appointed studio had more personality than the young lady who took my credit card and signed me in to the Mystic Lake Hotel and Casino. It was terrible. And it's a great example of lack of brand harmony. You go look online at Mystic Lake and Casino, and you see the hotel represented by a smiling person handing them the room key. Nothing like that. And and by luck of the chance, uh, she had a second chance when I checked out, and no different. I'm not exaggerating. Whatever is below mundane. And she wasn't rude. Don't get me wrong. Not rude, but but mundane. And so I, if I'm being totally honest, the, the person – and it kind of surprised me because it's not a brand I always like bragging about. But on the way home uh, near Emporia – Kansas, we stopped at a Starbucks, walked in. I'm not a big coffee drinker in the afternoon, but I had my, uh, my 18-year-old son and his 17-year-old best friend were along on this sort of senior trip part one, and they wanted something from Starbucks. So we walked up. This guy, I, I don't know if they were shooting a training video or something at Starbucks. This gentleman was the most memorable Person. Now, I will tell you, I don't remember his name, but I do remember the brand. It was Starbucks. Hi, I'm so-and-so, your barista. Step one, empathy statement. I bet you guys are traveling home from Thanksgiving. You probably need a pick-me-up. Why should we order something? Hey, it's happy hour. You buy one type of drink like this, you get another one for free. What can I make you? One, two, three, four, less than a minute. I'm talking about him now. He was awesome. Memorable. Um, I have thought about trying to figure out who he was and calling back and getting him on, on the show today, but he's probably busy. It's, you know, they're always busy at Starbucks, but he was memorable. In that 2000 journey, one guy stood out. What are you doing to incentivize your people to be that one memorable person that your audience 
of customers, clients, and members, and potential customers, clients, and members comes into contact today, if they're at the grocery store, if they're at Home Depot, if they're at the movie theater, and they happen to come by the bank or the credit union this afternoon or this morning or tomorrow morning, are they going to get memorable? Are they going to get mundane? Because either way, we as humans are more conditioned to talk about the mundane and the bad member and customer service experiences than we are the good. But I will tell you, in that 2,000-mile odyssey, one guy stood out. And he went through that chronology, that elevator speech, those four steps so beautifully. He was memorable. And next time, if we're driving back from Minnesota next year, we're going to seek out that Starbucks because once you've experienced, there's that word again, the experience economy, something memorable, you don't want to take a chance on going someplace else where it might be mundane. And that's what leaves the audience wanting more, and that's the power of performance. My name is Jason Dias, podcasting and broadcasting live from the studio of eloquenceonline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas. And until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care.